Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again tuning in. This week's guest needs no introduction. She's that wonderful ball of energy that we get to watch on Twitch on both our personal and the Geek and Sundry channels a couple times a week. I'm, of course, speaking of the one and only Erica Ishii. Now, Team Human, I don't know if you guys fully understand how much you mean to Erica. Uh, and if you do, you're a better human than I. Because I didn't, and after this broadcast, I think I get it now. Um, you guys just, you drive her, you give her so much energy and so much positivity, and she feeds off of it. And I get it. I get it because I also feel that way. It's the reason why I pick up the microphone every week. It's the reason why Joey spends hours editing these broadcasts in the middle of the night. And it's the reason why Tyrolyn calls us at the weirdest of hours in the morning in order to do these podcasts. We love you guys, and we love doing this podcast for you. This is our 20th episode. It's amazing, 20. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. So let's dive into it, shall we? Hoopod number 20 with the incomparable Erica Ishii. So let's just dive on into it. How are you doing, uh, Erica? well today how about yourselves not bad you got over your con plague oh my goodness i was sick as a dog after a comic con i i'm surprised that more of the humans didn't uh get plague from me and i was probably patient zero for a lot of my friends <laughs> i couldn't tell i mean you well, while we were down there you seem to be your your bubbly self I uh, I was convincing myself that I wasn't sick. I was like, oh, I'm just losing my voice. Ah, oh, I just got sinus issues from going in and out of the cold, air-conditioned room. Uh, but when I got back on Monday, I was so ill. Oh, so sad to hear that. But I'm glad you're, you're feeling better now. I'm so glad to be here. And thank you for pushing the uh, date for me. Oh no, our pleasure. Um, some some guy named Ryan um, Day decided he wanted to help us out, so we decided we'll throw him a bone. So he sounds like a nice fella. Yeah, he he, he was pretty nice, really nice guy. <laughs> um, but no, that, that this worked out uh, absolutely perfectly. Um, I'm I'm actually doing a little mini vacation next week, so this is great. Perfect. Ah, uh, so the first thing I gotta ask and. It's something that jumps out when you go to your IMDb page, and that's that very first credit. <laughs> um, it, it, that's, I presume that's legit? That's, that's a real thing? It is indeed. I was on an episode of Full House, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sorry. That is, that is really awesome. How did that, I mean, did you, st you wanted to be an actress when you were very young, or...? Uh, yeah, so both of my parents are from the film industry. My mom okay. was an editor and my dad was a camera assistant. And so when I was a rambunctious, extroverted uh, toddler, they thought maybe I might enjoy acting. Mm. And so they just, you know, got me an agent and sent me out for auditions. And I booked a lot of stuff and I just I adored it. I just had so much fun performing. Um, so I did commercials. I did a, like a lot of Barbie commercials and I did an episode of Full House and some pilots and industrial ads. It was really fun too. My, my parents were not the pushy stage parent sorts. They, they right. just did it as long as uh, I wanted to do it. 
Well, that's really cool, man. I'm really glad you you found that. And, and Tierlin, who is our Australian co-host, she actually uh, um, she she runs a like a Glee type school for for youngins in in Australia. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I had a deprived childhood. We didn't really have uh, a lot of singing or dancing around town. So I went, you know what, bugger it. I'm just going to be a big kid and start my own performing arts school. So, um, yeah, now I get to be a kid all day, roll down heels and sing and dance. <laughs> that is incredibly impressive and so much fun. I, it's so much fun. <laughs> I loved musical theater uh, when I was little. I loved being in musical theater. Uh, my voice isn't as as good now uh, in terms of singing, but I just I still am such a sucker for musical theater. Did you did you go to a performing arts school at all or? Uh, no, I always had uh, acting classes. There were extracurricular activities. Um, so and I and I would always be in school productions, but I never actually went to a performing arts school when I was little. And I guess I, I, I'll make the presumption, and correct me if I'm wrong, with your parents both being in the industry, you grew up in and around the LA area? That's correct, yes. How, how was that life? I mean, I, you're still there or, or in and around there. How, how was that growing up? Like, is it as, as fantastical as it seems to all of us that aren't there? It really is. It really is. It's, it's a magical place it, it's so I mean don't get me wrong it, it's a really tough place to live it's very expensive the traffic mm. is bad and but yeah. the one thing that I've always loved about living on Los Angeles is that everybody is there because they have a dream mm. everybody is there because they've come from wherever they are from on this planet and they wanted to pursue something bigger than themselves and they're out they just took the leap and they're doing it and that is so admirable and anybody who says that LA people are just a bunch of phonies i mean maybe that's true but all i see is how you know the stars that people have in their eyes here well i mean but then if we open up you know any sort of online dictionary under the word enthusiasm we just see a picture of you so, <laughs> so sweet well, it's Stop it's back. so true. No, it's so true. It's the one thing that really sticks out to me is just you bring such a ball of energy and happiness to know to everywhere you go. Like even the human yeah, meetup, definitely. when you showed up, it was just like your energy just kind of radiated through it, and it was like Eric is here. <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> something's going on, and oh, I love that dress that you were wearing. The the. <laughs> The blue skeleton type dress. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I love that one. That one's uh, from my friend who runs this uh, clothing company, Gold Bubble Clothing, and they do all these really cute, geeky dresses. And that one's my absolute favorite. Uh, oh, I am so going there. Oh my god! Yes, please, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, oh, I was so excited to get to go to the Human Meetup because I'd missed it the previous Comic-Con. Oh. And I know that it was uh, even bigger this year. And it was just so exciting to be there with, I mean, Team Human is is best team mm -hmm. for realsies. <laughs> you did have the best answer to the uh, the Pokemon Go question I asked, by the way. Oh, thank you. Right. Team Harmony. <laughs> Team Harmony. Somebody tried to copy you later and I told him that he was because he overheard your answer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't <laughs> do that. That that you you can't. She wins. You've got to come up with your own your own answer. So Team uh, Harmony welcomes all. That's the point of it. Uh, and for those who who. Oh, I guess they would have heard on the previous podcast hearing me talk about Team Harmony, the Lugia Alliance. 
By all means, please re- please re-explain. <laughs> Uh, so, so Team Harmony is the alternative fourth team, unofficial team of Pokemon Go, uh, that remembers the prophecy in the Pokemon movie, how and how the the three birds, the three legendary birds fighting, was tearing the world apart. But it took uh, Lugia and everybody working together in order to save the world. So that's uh, that's the Lugia Alliance, aka Team Harmony. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Team Hoopod ha- is is consisted of <laughs> Team Hoopod is consisted of all three teams as well. So we we, we, we <laughs> yeah. embrace that that harmony kind of aspect to it all, um, even though we have our own personal allegiances. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to defend myself though because okay, look, the only reason that I went with Team Valor is because. To make pink, you need red. And it was the closest thing to pink, so that was why I chose Team Valor. That's true. Uh, Team Valor is just team off pink. (laughs) I honestly... Go ahead, Joey. They need more teams. They need to to create more teams. Like, let's get a rainbow up in here, okay? Well, I'll be honest. If there was a green one that's the team i would have been on that is my favorite color um and i didn't know anything i'm that guy who has never seen or touched a pokemon anything until this game came out so most of my friends just make so much fun of me because i like i start purposely pronouncing the names wrong after a while because i was trying and i was pronouncing them wrong all the time so i'm like okay <laughs> let's just have some fun with this and um and we'll we'll start pronouncing them wrong like I, I kept calling them all trons and she's like there's no trons in pokemon it's eons and stuff like that no trons i'd be vaporeatron and <laughs> i was i was so bad but they were they were getting annoyed with me so i eventually stopped um, I would have let you start naming my Pokemon, giving giving them nicknames. Well, I mean, something that I've been doing on the Facebook page is I'm allowing anyone who who wants to name my Pokemon after themselves. Oh! So, so if you have a personal favorite and it's available, I'll name one after you as well. I I assume Jigglypuff is already taken. It is not. Oh well, if you get a Jigglypuff, if you want to nickname it Erica, I would not be opposed to that. that it's it's happening as as we speak. Yay! <laughs> I got Pikachu right. Sorry, was that Joey? I I I got Pikachu. Yeah, right. you're Pikachu. Yeah. Good. Excellent. <laughs> So, Erica, I wanted to ask, you know how um, you are such an enthusiastic and bright person. Have you ever played something really dark and a little bit maybe bitchy um, in any of your video streams or plays? Have you ever just gone the complete opposite? Uh, Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite roles when I was younger was Veruca Salt. Yes, we are doing Willy Wonka this year. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's fantastic. So funnily enough, I, I was cast as a Veruca Salt in one production where uh, it was based more on the books. And uh, it was, uh, they, they had made up songs based on, on the songs in the books, except for I Want It Now, because that's just everybody's favorite song. And I was cast as Veruca Salt, and it was just the most fun to play. I adore playing yep. villains and baddies and brats. And uh, a, a year, not more than a year later, I was cast as Veruca Salt in another production. I guess they were just nice. just typecasting. <laughs> 
And that's the thing. It is more fun to play a bad person when you are a kind person <laughs> because that way, you know what I mean? Like you still make the character likable then. Um, even the, the oh, what's his name on Game of Thrones, that punchable prince, the king. Joffrey. Fella, Joffrey. Like, he is, Joffrey. Yeah, he is lovely in real life. So he actually makes that character, even though you want to punch him, quite likable because in real life, He's a nice guy. Jackie Gleason's so, um, the actor's name. And yeah, he just absolutely nails it. Nails it, nails it, nails it. Yeah. Fact, oh, go oh, go ahead. You first. No, no, I just, I, I was going to say the fact that he had to step away from acting. Um, and, and I hope it's not permanently because he did such a wonderful job. I guess because yeah. so many people that line blurred between Roland and him. And, and he had a very difficult time, I think, with the removal of that. Uh, the, the actor who played Draco Malfoy um, had a very similar kind of dichotomy. Like, he's, he was an incredibly positive human being, but, of course, he plays such a great villain, Tom Felton, on, on, uh, in the Harry Potter books. And some people just thought he was, you know, an a-hole because he played one, <laughs> which is sad. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's funny because especially when you have multiple movies or a whole TV show, it, it's uh, I think some people really just – Feel like they know this person they they know this actor uh when in reality it, it of course as we as we know is it's just acting mm. yeah. <laughs> i've only been able to do one real role myself and i got to be a bad guy a kind of a bad guy so i i enjoyed it too i understand it because it's just you get to kind of go to a place that you just isn't you and it, it isn't you it's there's parts of you but it just isn't you at the same time and it's it's <laughs> more fun definitely more fun yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, <laughs> We're ahead. going to talk. Go you go first. <laughs> uh, in in voiceover too, it, it's always really fun to play villains. I mean, I mean, villains are always just so colorful, and and it it lets you explore a side of yourself that you don't normally get to. Now you do a lot of voiceover work that I saw. Um, what are some things that we may have heard you in? Well, I'm just starting out, I, I feel. And, and so um, right now, the games that I have out right now are, uh, I, I'm in the DLC for War Machine Tactics. I play okay. three characters in there. I, I'm Ashlyn DeLise, the Mage Hunter uh, uh, Strike Force, and um, uh, there's, a, there's a third one who I'm forgetting at the moment. Uh, Raven, Raven, that's right. Uh, so I'm, I voiced some more DLC that's going to be coming out uh, sometime next year, I believe. And I have a couple of other games that are coming out in the future. And uh, But you would also have heard me in It's This Hilarious mobile game called Drift Girls that is a combination of a drift racing game and a dating sim. Ooh. That's, that's that's got Twitch streaming written all over it. <laughs> I know. Is is that something you'd be comfortable doing on your on your Twitch channel? It's I don't I mean I don't know. I <laughs> I I suppose I I really have very few limitations uh, in terms of being embarrassed by things, but I I I I don't know. I I I guess I really should do that. Play some games that I voice. I think I remember when I watched um, Felicia do the fall. Was it the Fallout game that she did a voice for? 
And, you know, whenever people would punch her, she'd, you know, make noises and whatnot. She's like, oh, I just, I, it, it almost seemed like she was weirded out by the fact that she could hear herself go through grunts and whatnot as she was <laughs> getting hit in the game. Um, I, I wouldn't even know what that's like playing a game where you, you have your own voice as part of it. It'd be a bit weird, I would think. Well, as it is, you know, it's starting to get to the point where I know so many people uh, personally who right. who are in some in so many games I play or mm. movies or shows that I watch. And and it's funny recognizing them because they're all incredible actors. So they completely disappear into the roles. But mm -hmm. you, you just you know it. You know, it's them. And it's so funny. As an Overwatch player, I get constantly um, just whenever McCree speaks, I kind of just go, oh. <laughs> sort of idea. That's mad. Yeah. Sort of. And I mean, I don't even know him personally, but it's just I, I get lost in the fact that, you know, he you know, he's just he's doing a role. He's doing a thing. But here's this really voice where I kind of see him in this other realm now in, in Twitch. And I. I I guess what I really want to transition into is, is how did you get involved with the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel? So it that actually uh, is through voiceover. Nice. Uh, uh, Orion Akaba, formerly of Critical Role, was mm -hmm. and uh, is my my voiceover coach, okay. and uh, you know he he helped me record my demo, and so I was giving him a ride to uh, Geek and Sundry. He, they just started out i i'd been hearing stories about their campaign for long before they became a uh, critical role right. and so I, I was so excited uh, to hear that they were joining geek and sundry because felicia's a fantastic role model in the geek community mm -hmm. uh and and so i i went to set to to give him to give him a ride and then i was just hanging out because i knew some of the other folks there i knew talizen and matt and marisha mm -hmm. and uh while i was just hanging out uh zach uh approached me and he said oh I remember you because it and I, I remembered him because it turned out that we had been working out of the same space together back when he was doing Aren't We Clever's Twitch stream right. at Socialtron Live. Um, I was uh, writing, directing and and hosting a uh, YouTube a video series of video game news for Pwnedcast, who was also mm -hmm. twitching out of that same space. And so we'd cross paths through there. Uh, and never quite gotten to connect up. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so finally, uh, we, we met there at the Geek and Sundry Twitch studio. And he asked if I wanted to hang out sometime and maybe guest on one of the Twitch streams. I came in and guested on Game Together. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, it was, it was magic. Meeting, meeting chat for the first time. They, they were the, the sweetest people. And I, I, I was smitten, really. <laughs> and uh, it, it went really well. And so I, I came back up for one of the Friday streams. And, and I just kind of guested here and there until Zach asked me to be part of Concession Stand as a host. Right. And that was my first official, I'm officially part of the channel. And very shortly after that, uh, he asked me to become a core host, and I had uh, four shows on Geek and Sundry's Twitch channel, and it's been the best year of my life. Well, that's that's amazing to hear. So awesome. 
Um, now that the shows you mentioned, Game Engine, Gather Your Party, Concession Stand, and the fourth being the new one, or uh, the fourth one, uh, I was formerly on uh, Group Hug, but Group then Hug, right. that turned into um, what is it called now? Brick Battles, right. and uh, instead of uh, joining Brick Battles, I ended up. I come early on that day and I do production meetings for uh, Gather Your Party because right. I've officially become a producer on Gather Your Party as well mm -hmm. as Game Engine. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm I'm actually a, uh, I'm going to say, a very part-time GNS moderator. I, I jump in when I can. Um, <laughs> but uh, usually Thursday nights, I'm, I'm not sure why. I might be a little busy on Thursday <laughs> nights. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I tend to help out when I can. I, I just don't have a lot of time. That seems to be cool to everything. So, uh, um, I, when I am on, I just, I, I, I get usually drawn in by certain hosts and you're, you're one of the few that I just kind of go, Oh, she's so happy <laughs> most oh, of the time watching the so chat much. and it's like, okay, chat, be nice. <laughs> sort of idea. That's, that's the thing. Uh, chat is overwhelmingly, uh, uh nice. They are. I they just... are. It's Thank for, you. Yeah, it, it's it's easier as time goes on. Obviously, we have our challenges. There's a couple of individuals specifically that give us our our, our headaches. But uh, for the most part, I would say about 85, 90% of the people are outstanding and just really positive. And, and the fact that you guys are always so interactive with, with the chat is, is such a big plus. Because it must be distracting, I'd have to say, by like you, you're performing, you're doing a thing, and then, but you're also interacting with the chat at the same time. Um, how, how do you handle that personally? Oh, I have ADHD, so I can do a million <laughs> things at one time. And in fact, it, it's hard for me to focus on just one task, really, to be honest with you. So it's perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, it, it's funny because it, I, I think for most people, it takes a lot of getting used to, uh, but it, it, I've somehow managed to find a good balance of being able to interact with chat. And a lot of my shows are very conducive to that. For instance, yeah. Concession yeah. Stand, we, we very much love to address all the questions from the audience or all the audience interaction. Mm -hmm. And for Game Engine as well, uh, it's, it's just a discussion show and, and it would be difficult to do it without the aid sure. of the chat. Sure. So, and, and also, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you to you and to all of the mods on Team Human, uh, because I just we we wouldn't have the channel we have without you. Well, I'm very much a baby mod, and I'll be the first to admit it. But some of them are just uh, like tireless warriors. It's it's impressive. I mean, I get to I get to peek behind the curtain, and I I you know I sh I see how much they care. I see how much organization they put into it, and and how good they really are. Like when I'm actually moderating, I'll go, oh, there's one, and then I'll try, and it's gone. It's like way gone because these guys are so on top of things, <laughs> and um, they're they're so very good. They're so very good. I'm 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 a very small cog in that wheel. Um, but they are, they are unbelievable and they really facilitate an incredible community along with a lot of people like yourself. Um, now you got to, to do some co-optitude. Yes. How was that? That was a ton of fun. Uh, well, Jared Rosen and I are, are dear friends. I adore that man. And Rachel Seltzer, uh, I, I met her that day and she, I could already tell she's just uh, lovely. She's a consummate professional and and super fun and hilarious. So it was it was just 
it was like getting together with a bunch of friends and just playing games together and and it felt so natural uh, only i guess they turned a camera on at some point and mm. uh you know we had to do a little introduction but <laughs> it was it was just so much fun and it, it it's it was very different than playing games on a twitch stream because right. it was just us there was there was no chat to interact with right now you 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 play games. You do it on Cooptitude. You do it on uh, you know the Geek and Sundry channel. You do it on your own channel. Uh, do you play games when you're not on camera? I, I would presume the answer is yes. But uh, um, and if so, what what are really your favorites? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I am a sucker for narrative driven games, mm. and uh, so so anything any of Telltale's games. Oh. Yes. Uh, my favorite last my favorites last year were Life is Strange and uh, uh, Undertale. I just finally got a chance to play. Were fantastic. Um, it, it's goodness. Yeah, a lot of the, these days, a lot of narrative-driven games are are my favorites. I, I think one of my favorite favorite games uh, was The Last of Us. I think it's mm -hmm. really exciting, even from a milestone perspective, uh, to think about what it means for the gaming industry. Uh, a lot of people have said that it's our Citizen Kane, which mm. uh, you know is is a very lofty way of saying it's it's just this incredible. Uh, feet for the industry and i that excites me because uh think about how much cinema we've had since cinema since uh, citizen kane mm -hmm. no that's that's it's pretty amazing like it's the evolution of games has been so arced um and the telltale games are ones i haven't yet to get into but they're the ones i really do want to do like yeah, i, I you saw i'm missing out oh. you're a huge fan <laughs> yeah i love well it. it's the ones i they're the ones I enjoy watching the most. Like uh, the the one with all the um, like Snow White and the Big Bad Wolf and all mm, those sort Wolf of things. Among Us, yeah. Oh, that was so awesome to watch. I was completely riveted by those. And I know Batman just came out in Telltale right recently, wasn't it? Or yes, I just played that last Thursday. It's phenomenal, and there are quite a few uh, Critical Role cast members in it. Seriously? So, oh, cool. oh, yes, absolutely. So, which Telltale games do you play, Tierlin? Uh, I just finished Back to the Future. Oh, wow. Classic. Yeah. It was amazing because I was just thinking that it was going to be all the three movies and, you know, no nothing new, but it was like a fourth movie and it was so good. Um, I also love Walking Dead, of course. Mm -hmm. And even though this isn't a Telltale game, Until Dawn. Oh, my gosh. That? Yeah, that was another oh. one of my favorites from last year. And uh, uh, some people may know that I react violently to scary games. <laughs> I, I played that one uh, with Blondie on Scaredy Cats. And uh, first of all, it's it's terrifying. Second of all, it's an amazing homage to like classic 90s teen horror films, teen mm -hmm. slasher yeah. films. Uh Third of all, the acting is incredible in it. The acting is so good. I I would give my left arm to be in whatever they come up with next. That studio, which is it was is their, is their very first like full length game that they did themselves as a studio, which is incredibly impressive. It was. Uh, and third of all, chat will never let us forget about Wolfie. <laughs> Explain to us, Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. 
Poor Wolfie. Uh, I actually don't know this story, so uh, maybe you can you can let me know, and so that we can relive it all together. Ah, well, <laughs> uh, so I guess no. I guess it's not spoilers because uh, you can. It, this is only just one of a couple of paths you can take, but mm-hmm. we befriended a a dog there that I don't know was it actually named Wolfie in the game, Tarolin? I don't. I can't even remember if I even had a dog in my version. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's why I was so confused. Right. So in our <laughs> version, there was a dog, and his name we named him Wolfie, and uh, <laughs> he met with an untimely demise. Mm. No. And we were no. very upset. And uh, it's still in Blondie's, I think it might still be in her uh, guest description in Nightbot that she she murdered Wolfie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm it's so glad that didn't happen. Oh, I got to look at those <laughs> commands now. Nightbot oh. never forgets. So how many people did you end up saving? Uh. Surely not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I only I, I saved all of them except for I think it was um Ashley because I very foolishly went looking down into the mines and next thing I know she was decapitated. It was uh, wow, that's yeah. very impressive. Though. I felt so guilty. <laughs> so uh, you may not know Ter- uh, Erica, but Tierlin actually uh, is an author that has a series about. Um, about dolls that I believe have... You better explain it to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be my PR. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so uh, it revolves around Ella and she's been a doll for 30 years, but she knows she used to be human, but she can't remember her life at all. So she lives in the attic with this professor who keeps making all these other dolls that were made for hu- uh, made from human girls. So um, yeah, it just revolves around that. It's a little bit of a horror. I, I love that kind of twisted... Stephen King slash Tim Burton kind of stories, which is why I think I love Life is Strange and Until Dawn because there's something a little bit off about about it. If you know what I mean, it's just that little bit twisted. So I like to write that kind of thing as well. Yes, yes. And and I am aware that you are an accomplished author. You you recently did some convention appearances, I know, right? How do you you know that? (laughs) Oh, oh, please. Keep up with your work. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) There you go. How about you, Joey? Do you ever play any Telltale games? Uh, The only Telltale game that I was originally uh, familiar with was um, The Wolf Among Us. And I got introduced to... Uh, that through Twitch from a friend of mine back in Maine. Uh, his Twitch name, I'll just plug him in here <laughs> nicely, is Jay is Jay Cupcake. And a um, little background reference for you: he actually works in a bakery, um, <laughs> making cupcakes, and that's actually the what his chef hat is. It's a giant poofy cupcake hat. Sometimes you're lucky to see him wear it while he's even streaming, but he streams all kinds of stuff. Um, but I got introduced to it that way um but as for any other similar style gameplay um i'm not i'm not completely familiar with like life is strange only because felicia did it on her twitch and then i did the abridged version of it on my own channel um but for me with with video games i'm there's two things one is i love to explore the more the the more that there is to explore and see the better but I'm also driven by side storylines that could potentially influence my own personal one, not so much 
a set character that's already going on, which is something that I loved about the role-playing server on City of Heroes when you would you could create a backstory and then you could actually through text roleplay your character with other players because that's what I really loved was you know the you're in the moment and the character that you're playing like how you would on tabletop is coming to life and you're learning about the character while learning about yourself at the same time like that's really more where I went with gaming cool sounds good <laughs> Sorry to get all cray cray. (laughs) That's one thing I love about video games is there really are games for everybody and aspects of gaming for everybody. And I talk a lot lot about gaming on Game Engine and uh, previously I'm back to school. I've written papers about games, but I I just feel that it's this uh, blossoming medium that I, I'm so in love with and that has just limitless possibilities going forward. And, and it excites me that everybody can find something that they like about different kinds of games. Uh, but I mean, in honesty, in the whole kind of history of video games, that's a very new thing. It, it used to be a very stock set of games that would just go through iteration and iteration. Now it's a lot more diverse and there's a lot more independent releases and and, and a, lot, a lot of highlights are being put on those independent uh, producers, which really didn't exist so much, if, you, if I'd be able, even as much as five years ago, ten years ago, for sure. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the diversity in the video game medium now. It's not like you're going to get, okay, I'm going to get a Madden, I'm going to get a shooter, and I'm going to get the new MMORPG expansion, and that's this year. So what's next year? Oh, the same thing again. You know, as much as I love those types of games... There's a whole market, or there's tons of markets that aren't being touched that are now, which is so good, and so happy to see that. And I love that uh, Twitch streamers and, and you know companies like Geek and Sundry are focusing in on those games that aren't so mainstream and 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 really giving light to those producers. Is that something that you know you feel akin to, or or is it just like I like this game, I wanna I wanna talk about this? Uh, you know it's. It's true. You're you're correct in saying that there it, we we have an incredible, or at least a growing diversity of types of games these days. Um, I I feel like we're just starting to explore what games can be, uh, in terms of narrative, in terms of types of games, and it's it's something that I I really do like to push for and to promote. Uh, I I really value that Geek and Sundry highlights a lot of indie games because uh, there's so many amazing things out there. And, and I really think that a lot of people who, who think of video games as, you know, like Call of Duty or mm-hmm. even just League of Leg- Legends would be surprised to find their games like Gone Home or Journey or, or you know, the, we, I just finished Abzu that uh, they're... There, there really is something for everybody, for them. Well, it's, it's definitely a different market these days. And, um, I mean, I was just playing a silly golf with friends game the other day. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's weird. You just, you're all playing putt-putt at the same time. Like, there's nobody's taking turns. You just kind of shoot your ball, and they're impossible holes, and you get a score at the end. Something that simple so, and, and, and so enjoyable. We were playing it, actually, on Ryan's stream, and... It was so much fun just to do something so, and that's just a little thing, you know. That was a five dollar Steam purchase, and I got I've had so much enjoyment out of it since then. Like you don't have to spend the eighty ninety dollars on the blockbuster game in order to have fun in the video game world these days, which I absolutely love. Awesome. Now, 
You do yeah, a little show called... Oh, go ahead, Tierlin. Tierlin? Yes? No? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I thought something glitched because there was just silence. <laughs> um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, go no, ahead. No, you were about I, to say something. Yeah, well, so what I was going to say is what are you like outside of this gaming world and acting? Would you call yourself a little bit of a daredevil? Do you think you could appear on something like Naked and Afraid and show off your survival skills? Um, yeah, what, what do you do outside of virtual reality, so to speak? Um, <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like my life for the past year has been all about uh, acting, hosting, gaming. Um, outside of it, I uh, occasionally find time to play the violin. Um, oh, cool. I, I, I live in a house. Uh, some people might have seen it in on my Twitch stream. Uh, it, it's kind of a community house. Uh, mm. So it, it's uh, Tegan, Tegan's house. And uh, there are like quite a few of us living there. And it's just a community has sprung up around the house. And there's a party every week. <laughs> Every single week for the past three years, there has been a party at this house. And it could be anything ranging from a giant Halloween party down to a couple of uh, people painting miniatures for a mini painting party uh, and everything in between that. And it's it's fantastic. It's a, it's a bit of an adult wonderland. We have <laughs> a climbing wall in the backyard and no a... Way. Uh, Oh yes, uh, a little bouldering <laughs> wall, and a a ball pit, and a Nerf wall, and a disco light setup. It's wow. incredible. The Just only thing you're missing admission. now, <laughs> yeah. The only thing you're missing now is like a whole room dedicated to like indoor sledding or indoor tobogganing. Maybe that can be the next one you can add. Like a whole snow. Oh, room. we could totally just convert yeah. the stairs. You're right. There you go. Done. <laughs> That's wow. perfect. Erica, how much is rent to live there? Jeez. <laughs> it's actually reasonable uh, because uh, Tegan purchased, Tegan owns the house. Um, and, uh, I, uh, but really, honestly, LA is not a pleasant place to have to pay rent normally. I hear this. I hear this a lot, actually. Yeah. Actually, I heard they were trying to also ban people from sleeping in their cars. And I'm like, isn't that like part of the dream? You know, do you go and you live in your car for a couple of years and you oh, tell your good story? Lord. Yeah. So like, what, where are people going to live when they're just move, coming out to this city? <laughs> uh, so so uh, the house is is a great place. And, and to really, honestly, L.A. is so full of incredible geeky activities this past weekend i went to the labyrinth of jareth it's a masquerade ball that's held every year Ooh. by this company called cypher last year i was their puck and the year before that i was a goblin uh and it, it could be it, it's a it's an amazing experience where there are sort of larping missions that you can Ooh. Uh, go on or you could watch stage shows or there are acrobats roaming the halls and 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 people in character uh it, it's incredible and everybody dresses up and it's like that scene in labyrinth where they play as the world falls down yes they actually held that here back in 
June, no, June, uh, July 9th, they had it at one of the museums here in Seattle. Oh, they had a, they had a sort of a tribute there? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, oh, no, it was, it was June 9th, um, but I didn't find out about it in time because, you know, they're, like, you're expected to go in costume, and I'm like, um, I just barely started making any money, I don't have any, like, <laughs> money to go, and I was so upset, I was like, I want to go, Aww. but, like, yeah, they, they held one here, too. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, this one is is held by a production company called Cipher, and they do it here in Los Angeles every year. But it sounds like what it, whatever was happening where you are, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> are, are you into the whole LARPing scene at all, Erica? You know, it's the funniest thing. I've never officially LARPed before. It's in the middle of every single one of my d- Venn diagrams. So th- there's like <laughs> costuming, there's uh, sur- sort of like improvisation and RPGs and just everything that I've done in my life seems like it has prepared me for LARPing and I've never gotten a chance to do it. Uh, not a problem. Um, you know, I mean, the one thing, you know, the, the web show that I do, that's, it's all about LARPing and trying to get people into LARPing and, and, uh, it shows very kind of in-game and out-game experience. Um, it's, it's something myself that I, I went down and I'm, I'm the only member of the cast that actually doesn't LARP. And, um, it, it's, after doing the show, I'm kind of like, nah, I think I might want to do this too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I was very impressed by the, the people that, that run the show and just their, their love for this, you know, immersion into a world. And, you know, I, I was a goblin, so they, they put me in all the green makeup and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it's a process, but once you're in it, you're just like, yeah, I'm a goblin. This is, I look like a goblin. Like most people didn't have any idea, um, that that it was me. It was it, like most people came in on my first day of makeup, and they they met me. And then the second day when I was out of makeup, they felt like they had to reintroduce themselves to me. <laughs> it was so very cool. But uh, no, I I definitely encourage anyone who wants to try LARPing to just dive on in. And like if the one thing I got from them is just show up. What most people that LARP do is they want to spread the love of the game. They don't want to say, well, you're new, we're just going to ostracize you. They, they'll bring you in, and in most LARPs cases, they'll, they'll kind of revolve a story around you in order to, um, in order to uh, really kind of get you to come back. I guess that's the easiest way to, to explain it. Um, so, I mean, by all means, I mean, I know you're busy, but give it a go. I think you'll really like it. Oh, I, I just, I know I'd love it, and so I hope I, I get a chance to do it. Maybe, maybe this year's the year. Maybe this is the year. Okay. I have to ask. Okay. So I kind of creeped on your IMDb page myself. <laughs> Hooray! You you have a producer credit for a Japanese comedy. I need to know about oh, this. I need to know about that it That one I believe might be another Eric Ishii that they accidentally tagged me as. I've been wondering about that myself, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, she's worked on something in Japan. I have to know. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, no, I've never I've never been to Japan. I was supposed to go uh, something like three years ago, but I ended up having to repair my totaled car instead or get a new car oh. instead. So uh, one, one year I'm going to go to Japan. I will. Well, there's another human uh, that we actually interviewed, uh, Miss Emily Toriel, and... 
her and I want to go so bad. So, we, like, whenever that becomes possible, like, we'll shoot you a message on Twitter and be like, yo, this is where we're going. Tag along. That would actually be really, really rad. I would love that. We, I would totally be videoing and and streaming live from Japan. My data rate would go through the roof, but it'd be <laughs> worth it. I, I've heard that you should you should get a, like, a data phone, like a phone when you get there, and it's makes the world of difference. Oh, just un- But then again, this is also Japan. I imagine that there's like Wi-Fi everywhere. You make that assumption. Just unlock your phone. It's easier. <laughs> ah. But if I unlock it, then it's no longer insured and I don't have it fully paid off yet. Just saying. I guess that's different here. In Canada, they actually force our companies, if we call them, to say, all right, I want to unlock my phone. They have to say, okay. And there's absolutely nothing that hurts you on it. Like the, tele- the telcos actually unlock it for us now. We don't have to go through any mysterious means. Oh, no. Here, you have to go through red tape. You have to contact them. You, then you have to go in in person. And then you have to pay a fee to file the paperwork. And then you have to pay another fee to actually have the phone unlocked. And even then, you still have to wait for three days for it to actually unlock. And then you have to change your SIM card. And it's, oh, my God. Yeah, well, I had to do the SIM card thing. Like, this this was what killed me. Is I pay for um, two phones right now per month. About oh $200 to get data and voice that is equivalent to what I paid to buy a SIM card in the U.S., $30. So <laughs> when I went down to San Diego, I, I had unlocked my phone for 35 bucks. I went to T-Mobile. I walked in. They gave me, two. you know, for a month, I got two gigs at 4G and uh, unlimited data on the 3G network. Uh, for $30, I'm like, wow, I am getting way overcharged in Canada. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, and I, I, I presume Japan might be pretty expensive. I know London or the UK is very expensive, but also the unlock phone, again, the way to go that way. Highly recommend it to all. Huh. All right, Joey, you got uh, some rapid fire in the gun ready to go? I do, but they are non-lethal rounds. Okay, because all right, <laughs> all right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Gonna bring it around town. Oh, you got my SpongeBob reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, I got you. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Alrighty. I uh, just also future reference. Um, guns don't kill people. Magic missiles do. <laughs> D&D joke. Best t-shirt I've ever owned in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss Erica, we're going to start it off easy, and then we'll work our way to the harder ones. Here we go. Favorite color? Red. Favorite food? Uh, Chicken pot pie right now? I love all food. But chicken pot pie is the number one Chicken pot pie is the number one right now, yes. Chicken pot pie is awesome. I love chicken pot pie so much. There aren't many places that sell it here because it's very warm out here all the time. So there's mm. no need for like warm comfort foods, really. It is an amazing winter dish I'm... for sure. Oh, yeah. I am just picturing once this, you know, goes up on iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot, I just I'm picturing a flood of Twitter pics of chicken pot pies. <laughs> I, think it, I think it'll be the name of the episode, to be honest. <laughs> chicken pot pie. Chicken pot yes, pie. Yes, send me your pictures of chicken pot pie. There you go. Let me live vicariously. All right, what is your spirit animal? 
quokka. What is a quokka? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Tyrolin, you might know what a quokka is, right? Don't. It does <gasps> sound like is is it a bird? Is it no, a plane? No, no. Is it Superman? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're little marsupials. They live in Australia, and uh, they. They're like these tiny, they have these tiny little fat smiling cheeks and uh, they are so friendly that they'll, they'll go up to tourists and, and take selfies with them. Oh. oh my goodness, I am just Googling it right now. I cannot believe I live here and I've never heard of this. You have to go see one for me. Take a picture, show me. We're going to have to create a new kind of internet uh, scavenger hunt for you and that'll be the first task, Terrilyn. It is freaking adorable. Oh, my goodness. It's like a koala mixed with a kitten mixed with a kangaroo. <laughs> it is. And, and, and they, they smile for selfies. They, they love taking selfies with, with uh, tourists. And I, they're just really friendly and they'll eat most things that you hand them. And I, I just feel like I, I make those faces, right? You're looking at them right now. You can, you can see I'm, I'm making that face. Erica, I'm so excited that you introduced me to this animal because I'm going on a hunt for <gasps> touring earlier until I get a selfie with this quokka. You have to promise me you'll tweet that to me. I will. I will do whatever it takes. Oh, that thing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm showing my, my uneducated grammar, grammar skills here. How do I spell this? Because I know I need to see it, too. It's Q-U-O-K-K-A. Oh, yeah, I've seen this thing. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was Photoshopped. I didn't realize oh that's what they do. That's yes! so cute! <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Quackas. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty amazing spirit animal, and I think very appropriate, too. Totally. Oh, my okay. goodness. I'm just addicted okay. now. All I'm doing is looking at photos. Okay. No, sorry. Back to the <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. Continue it is, on. It's like the most adorable real-life Pokemon. It's like if... If Pikachu was a marsupial, <laughs> I want one. They're not for want. They're for, I know. They're for selfies. I have looked into it. In, in California, you're not allowed to have them. They're, they're pretty strict about exotic species for, for uh, you know, agricultural reasons. Well, <sighs> I think Japan ran into this where um, a, there was there was a, there was an anime or a young cartoon where a raccoon was like a favorite character. So a lot of people were importing raccoons in as pets. <laughs> and eventually they're just like, well, this is a wild animal. I can't have this as a pet. And they released it into the wild. And they've gone on to destroy some like temples and stuff with it because they're, oh. they're not native. But what they do is they find a house and they dig a hole in it and have a family. So. So, uh, in general, it's usually not a good idea to import in <laughs> pets or, or animals from other areas. Yeah. Next. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll get my quokka selfie one of these days. She's got to go visit Terrilyn, that's all. She'll, she'll take yeah, it. Yeah, no excuses now. You have to come to Australia. Yes, let's go on a quokka yes! hunt. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of like a really cool reality TV series. Just quokka hunting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to get the perfect selfies. Continue on, Joey. All right. What is the one trait that you have that best describes you? Mm. Energy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I guess that one was a little bit of a gimme, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all right. But I wanna, we, we just want to hear you admit it anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. All right. So you've just written a book about your life. What would you call it? Oh, God. That's what you call uh it? 
Uh, no, I'd, I'd call it, I apologize for nothing, because that's what I always told my friend that I'd put on my tombstone. Mm. Good. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. What is your worst habit? Uh, I guess probably not using my inside voice. <laughs> And most people are cool with it these days, you know, and uh, Team Human is always great. But, I mean, they had to buy a condenser at the studio just for me. Are you serious? I, I'm serious. Oh, no, two. I'm sorry. They they bought two of them. One of them wasn't powerful enough, apparently. <laughs> sorry. That's both hilarious and kind of sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, which letter in the alphabet best describes you? E. Energy, I mean, Erica, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just feels right, you know? What would be the hardest thing for you to give up? Human contact. Oh, right? Yeah, I, I, somebody asked that question in chat the other day. They, they asked, uh, if you, uh, would you give up human contact for two months if it meant you could get $2 million. And I really had to think about that one. That's a tough one. $2 million for two months of no human contact. I don't know. Now, is this no physical contact, like being in the same room? Or or does that include, like, World of Warcraft, no human contact? Uh, Do you have a quokka to replace the human contact? (laughs) 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 Maybe if I had a quokka, I think I might be able to make it through those two months. But I think we decided that uh, even online, you could do, like, spectator only. So you can see people, but you couldn't interact with them. Yes. I could probably do it. I wouldn't like myself at the end of it, but I think I could do it. <laughs> uh, if I had a volleyball Wilson, I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do it necessarily for the simple fact that after those two months, I would have reconditioned myself, and I probably wouldn't like what became of me after. It, it, yeah, I just... I can't imagine doing I just I can't imagine doing it. I would I would miss out on way too much life. It's strange when you move to a, a place even that changes uh, how you see the world. Like I, I grew up in, the, you know, Toronto, which is Canada's biggest city. And then I at one point I was doing school in a very small, small town, a good hour and a half north of Toronto. And it was a whole different kind of existence where I was the outsider and everyone else was used to this kind of slower kind of life and just everything was a lot easier and and less complicated it's the easy only way i could really explain it and it took me a long time to adjust to that Uh, and then just as i adjusted to it i went back to the city and i was just kind of like oh now the city is weird so it's 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 i think everybody can eventually become acclimatized to something but it doesn't mean you genuinely have to like it or not yeah, I I don't imagine that I could ever move out to like a rural area or the suburbs. Live, again. Living in that party house, that that's a high yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't think I could live alone. I think it would terrify me. Okay, so going with that note, then you have one album slash CD. Pick you can pick your format, and the only one album. 
that you can take with you on a trip to Mars. What do you bring? Right now it's Hamilton? You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. There's a lot there. You discover something new every time. And uh, by the time that I got back from my trip to Mars, maybe I would have memorized all of my Lafayette. <laughs> I actually think I asked you this question. Oh, wait. Yeah, Diego. you asked me this question. <laughs> About, and I said Hamilton. Yep. And I said that I would learn all my Lafayette. You then. did. You're very consistent. <laughs> well, I'm still jonesing for that Lafayette. So I guess. That's a tough rap. What do you think of most of the cast moving on after the first year? Oh, they deserve their rest. I mean, I there's I cannot believe that they were able to do all of that as long as they did. Mm. I, I'm gonna miss them though. I'm going to miss them so terribly. I'm I'm happy they did record uh, before before they disappeared though, so that everybody yes, could yes. see the original cast in however form it comes out in. So I'm really excited to see that. It, it it's like the you know when I saw I saw Wicked locally and um Ooh. and my wife's like uh imagine that with indina menzel and Kristen chenoweth and i'm like they were the the two mains on broadway and she's like yeah I'm like holy crap <laughs> that would have been amazing just absolutely yeah amazing. yeah and at least we had the recording right so uh i yeah so it's good it's good sorry joy no, it's totally fine. Tangents are always welcome here. Um, <laughs> what is your current theme song? The Song of Erica. Oh, God. It, it's it's hard uh, because I, I always cycle through those. Uh, at, at one time, I, I think it was, I, I liked to believe that it was um, Queen's Killer Queen. Uh, okay. Right now, at, at one point, it was a lollipop by Mika, just because if you've seen the music video to that one, you'll know why. Uh, gosh, right now. Oof. All right, you guys answer first. Oh, boy. Okay, Joey. <laughs> Mine. Mine for the last three years has been Britney Spears' Work Bitch. Mmm. That's good. Carolyn? <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what what song? It doesn't it doesn't have to be a new one, it could be an old one, but what song would currently be your, your theme song right now? It's amazing by Jem. It's such a beautiful song. It's just about uh, living your dream and doing anything. And the chorus just says, it's amazing what you can do. Um, makes my heart sing to see all these people doing everything they love and uh, what they're passionate about. So definitely you have got to check it out if you've never heard it before. It's amazing. Jem. Cool. All right. I'll have to check that one out. I don't know. Um, the one I enjoy the most right now and and really have for the last couple of years is a Linkin Park song called Wretches and Kings. Um, I don't even really know why. I just kind of like the way that the, the, the sound, the, the song kind of hits a few different types of music that I like together. And, and I just really enjoy it a lot. Um, I, I really, it's not a very good answer. I don't really think about that question. We ask this all the time and I don't ever think about it. It's weird. Sorry. Next time you'll have an answer <laughs> for when I'll... you ask it well, and it's, it's, your it's, guest it's... puts you on the spot. Exactly. Because it's, it, 
it's it's an on the spot deep question because it really makes you think for a second. Like, wow, that where am I? Where in life am I again? And what am I doing? What song would reflect this? Wow, this is making me think. I, I like I I love those kind of questions, and that's why I love to ask that question. Yeah, it's it's a really really good question because I I usually think of different parts of my life in terms of songs or albums that I'm listening to at the time. I you know I I I had said it early. I had my. Hamilton had been my answer earlier for an earlier question, so I didn't want to, like, double dip. But to be honest with you, it's got to be my shot. That's the song that I listen to on the way to auditions, uh, to, to hype myself up before shows, and and I know all the words to it. Uh, and, and really, I, I feel like it, it's a song about being at this really important crux in your life and and just taking an opportunity and seizing it and and I feel like that that's where I am right now and this past year has been the year of not throwing away my shot Mm. so really it has to be that it's got to be that I guess Eye of the Tiger might be a better answer for me that was my very first favorite song of all time and it's whenever I need to focus on something the Eye of the Tiger is the thing that really kind of reigns it in for me that's great. That's a great answer. I just needed a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Persepolis by any chance? I have not. It's a great little animated film. Uh, it's about Marjan Satrapi, her childhood growing up in Iran. And mm. they use that song to great effect mm. at one point in it. Very cool. What is the nicest thing that you have ever done for somebody? Ooh. Oh wow, that's oh, that's uncomfortable. I don't think of myself as doing nice things at all. Really? Uh, uh I don't Well, this question has been in here since I first got these and I never asked it and I I kind of got inspired to ask it this time. Uh You know, I mean, the things that I'm proudest of are all of the charity drives, but that really honestly is Team Human, and I just happen to be a part of that. So being a part of all the Team Human charity efforts, that's probably one of the things I'm proudest of. That's that's a solid answer. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that one. I mean, you're a huge part of Team Human. You're you're kind of the heart, if you want to think of it that way. We, we gravitate towards you because of that, that, that energy that you talk about. And, and it's, it's, in, it's in each and every one of us. And, and when we see you showing your, your, your heart and your love and your power and your energy, we just go, yes, we like this girl. And I think that's why everybody drew to you so quickly because it's just a part of ourselves that we, we all just we love and we want to have more in our life. So I think that's a very good answer. And you're a big part of it, so don't try to shy away. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I, I remember uh, the impromptu charity drive that I did that Amy Dallin was a part of uh, after the Orlando tragedy. Uh, it was just like a spur of the moment thing. I, I was planning on canceling the stream, but instead the entire community rallied and uh, they raised $5,500 for the release relief efforts within four hours and that just it floored me and i i think as long as i live i'm gonna remember that night because it it 
they the the silver lining of that horrible horrible tragedy was that the community came together and did some good it's true very true what is the best piece of advice that you can give anybody go for it just do it the theme song I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, yeah I, I i feel like a, a lot of us I, I just we have everybody has the potential to grab at their dreams and even if you miss when you take your shot you will have done it and that's the most important part because otherwise you'll live forever not knowing what could have been and this is true for anything in either career in relationships in life just go for it i think Terilyn, you're a big example of just go for it yourself think it was Felicia Day who was the one who said if all the chairs are taken at the table to bring your own seat. <laughs> I think it's in her book actually, I'm not too sure, but I really believe in that. So yeah, just go for it. Anything is possible. The world is so big and beautiful, so you have to go with whatever dream you've got. I'm a big believer in that for sure. And don't think that you need to wait till you're older in life either. Um, honestly, the younger you are, I think the better it is. Uh, because if you get a no now, the next thing you say, go, you go for it, you'll get a yes then. Um, I'm, I'm somebody who kind of dove into the passions of my life very later in life. And it's not that I'm, I, I'm not willing, I'm, I'm still willing to try, but it's harder just because there's a lot less doors open. So if you're, if you're young and you think you need to get older, don't just dive into it. And if you're older, like, like I am still, don't be afraid for it. Just, just go for it. Like I, I honestly, at New Year's Eve last year, I, I made the thing, that, uh, the uh, resolution, if you will, that I wanted to be in a web series. It was something that was very important to me, and it came true. And that was something I didn't think would ever happen. And um, just go for it. I think that's great advice. Yeah, I, I congratulations, first of all. That's an achievement, an accomplishment. And uh, second of all, I, I completely agree with the sentiment it's the the right time is always going to be now. Right. It doesn't matter if if you feel like you're too young for it or you feel like you're too old for it. Mm -hmm. the The correct time is right now. All right. Last but certainly not least, how awesome is Toronto Gal? Oh my God, she's incredible. Uh, so I I believe Toronto Gal was also uh around during Aren't We Clever when they were streaming. Is that correct? I actually don't know that answer. That would be I, amazing. But I just, I, 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 I do know, even if it wasn't, that isn't true, that might not be true, so don't hold me to that, but I, I remember seeing her as part of this community before I joined Geek and Sundry, and I was always incredibly impressed with uh, her diplomacy her positivity and her organization skills they're off the chart aren't they yes uh, and 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 I, I am a great admirer of hers actually so yeah it's it's she's she's the she's the best <laughs> we couldn't have this community without her i i fully agree it's a question we always ask on this podcast just because i think to to a person Everybody has had some sort of incredible positive experience with Toronto Gal. And um, 
I believe she was a Felicia Day fan um, from the Guild days. And, and that's where I remember I first saw her because that's how I was introduced to Felicia was through the Guild. And um, she was just always had these wonderfully positive comments on each and every Guild video. And they were so very well thought out and, and constructed. And it, it was just, it wasn't so much fangirling, but a you read it as a fan of Felicia's and you went, yeah, that's like everything that I think and feel in one coherent write-up. It was incredible how she was able to just kind of encapsulate what everybody was feeling and putting it into words. And I, I, I still don't know how she does it. I really don't. She's just she's oh. a wizard. Yeah, I, w I would like to add to that that not only is she eloquent and and perfectly encapsulates what you're trying to say, sometimes she can do it in less than a 140 characters, <laughs> that's and that's true. very impressive to me. She's a Twitter a Twitter goddess to be able to do that. A Twitter wizard, Twitter warlock, Twizard, Twizard. There we go. Hashtag Twizard. Another, <laughs> another thing we can give her. I, I, I unfortunately was, I was in mod chat once and um, I was trying to say that she was the best and I, I rearranged the E and the B so it came out ebst. So if you ever see that and it is used, that, that's because of a spelling error I made. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That, that's my contribution to the Toronto galness. Um, now, before we wrap this up, I wanted to talk a little bit about D&D because &D, I did catch your D&D &D panel when we were at San Diego, which was really cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming to that. No, it was my pleasure. It was it was funny because I went to uh, I think I went to six panels total and I was in that specific room twice. Um, but uh, you're on the show Natural 20. You want to talk a little bit about what Natural 20 is? Yes, so Natural 20 is a scripted comedic web series about a group of players. I, I think one of the taglines that the writers came up with was that in a game of infinite possibilities, they choose the worst ones. <laughs> uh, so so we, we play Pathfinder, and uh, it's it's all scripted. It's, it's not like an actual podcast or, or show like Critical Role. Mm -hmm. uh, and I play a character, Garmungus, and, and she is a, 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 a metaphorical and literal troll. Uh, she, she plays a troll who doesn't, a troll barbarian who does not fight. Oh, okay. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> we, this, it's just, it's been so much fun being a part of that web series. Uh, I auditioned for it. It, it was a friend of a friend, uh, who, who was, who was doing it. And, uh, they were like, oh, so we wanted to hi uh, to cast somebody who not only fit a character that we had in mind, but who also played tabletop RPGs which I really appreciated. Uh, and when I read the script, I and I saw the first two episodes that they'd already filmed pre previous to that, I, I was just so amused and entertained, and I really appreciated that all of the jokes were for people like us, people that play tabletop RPGs and people who are geeks, as opposed to a mainstream audience who is laughing at people like us. No, that's that's awesome. Like I actually literally played my first game of D and D at San Diego Comic Con. I'd never played before, and I, I and it wasn't something that I had originally marked off. But after playing my first game on the Thursday night, I saw it. And I'm like, I have to go to that. And I had gone to the the Super Geeked Up panel on Friday, which Jeff was promoting the one that you guys were doing on on the Sunday. So I'm like, 
or was it Saturday? I can't remember. It was one of those days. Um, I'm like, I have to go to that. That that's I just I now I'm now that target audience. I I've just started to you know wade into this pool, and I just I I really enjoyed it, and I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. And honestly, I think you guys probably could have went on for another hour on that panel. There was just so much information that people were wanting to to provide. Like it was it was incredible that I was just like, I want to, more of this. No. Kick the bronies out. I want more of this, this one here. Um, so I, like, if you guys ever do that again, I think that you could probably do an extra at least half an hour on that subject. So it was really cool. Oh, thank you so much. I had such a blast talking about it. And, you know, all of the other people on the panels were uh, speaking from the perspectives of a DM. Right. And I I was speaking as a player just because I've, I've played D&D... Gosh, it must be 14 years now, 14, 15 years, something like that now. And I, I just adore the game. It, it, it's been, you know, you can just talk for hours about it, about the characters you've played, about the stories that you've been a part of, uh, about your, the things you love about the game. And there really is something for everybody in Dungeons and & Dragons and tabletop RPGs. You got to find out what kind of player you are and what draws you to the game. And I think that was something that I was always worried about is like, what, what, how am I going to fill one of these static roles that exist within this world? And the first thing that I learned from playing is there's no such thing as a static role. Absolutely. You show up, you be what you want to be. And as long as you enjoy being that person, um, it was great. Like one of our previous guests, uh, Jim Degg, he's a, a game creator and he gave me a really big piece of advice. He goes, don't try to be too special in your world. Just, just try to be somebody that's kind of have a personality, but just kind of exist within it. Because if you think you, if you're trying to make yourself to be too special, then you'll try to have the game revolve around you, and that's really not the point. This is a community, a community game that, you know, everybody kind of works together and it flows kind of organically. And it, it's something I didn't really understand until I started playing, and then I was just like, I want to do this again. <laughs> so, so the people that I played with were going to try to do once a month on one of the online versions i think the one that was just purchased i believe by Wizards. Uh, roll 20, roll 20 uh, yeah. yes they, they've uh, partnered up with them and they have a lot of uh all of the D uh sort of resources are available on there now mm -hmm. so i think that might be the the medium we use maybe not but uh, I, i'm excited for it because I, I i had a lot of fun so uh really looking forward to that uh well erica where can people find you on this world wide web we all surf you can find me many places. I'm all over the interwebs, uh, namely on Twitter at Samurai Erica, S-A-M-U-R-A-I-E-R-I-K-A. -I -E I'm also on Instagram under that same name. I'm on Twitch on the Geek and Sundry channel, twitch.tv slash Geek and Sundry. Mm -hmm. I'm there Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on my Twitch channel on Tuesdays, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, uh, twitch.tv slash Erica Ishii. And she was dressed as Batman when I was watching her this week, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> right. I was playing Telltale Batman, and I wore my Batman hoodie complete with the cowl. It was pretty cool. Uh, Tyrlin, how are you doing? Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter as Tis Thunder, Facebook Tyrlin Puxty, Instagram Tyrlin.author, and YouTube Tyrlin Puxty. Oh, and I'll just quickly say, there's a competition on Inkshares. Do you know about this, Erica? I do, yes. There's a, a competition where everybody can vote for the story that they want to hear. 
and it'll get published. Yes, exactly. So I am already traditionally published, but um, I have submitted a story called Daxon Dimender. He is the number one criminal lawyer for Grisk's trolls and those snidely rotten elves. He'll represent anyone who isn't human. After all, humans are what pushed him to leave Earth in the first place. So he's this suave lawyer who can represent ghosts, elves and all of that. So if that's up anyone's alley, uh, you can pre-order for $10. And if I get into the top three, Geek and Sundry will publish it, which would be amazing. Um, And if not, you get your $10 back. So it's a win-win. I will absolutely check that out. That sounds right up my alley. Oh, thank you. There's also the Honey Roast. There's also the Honey Roast. So the Honey Roast is a little Facebook group that we've started. Just trying to get a little bit of traction. You've probably heard of roasting on Reddit. It's where people put up photos of themselves and uh, you grill one another with negative comments. So they'll say you're ugly, you're fat. Good gracious! I know, right? So uh, we just want to add a little bit more kindness to the world by honey roasting. So you put up a picture of yourself saying honey roast me. And instead of saying all those mean things, you um, encourage one another, support one another and say (laughs) flattering things to help them get through the day. I think it's really in the team whom in vain, um, a spirit. So if you're feeling down, put up your photo, say honey roast me and... People will say really positive things about you. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, my goodness. I, I adore that. You're wonderful. It is. It's an incredible idea. Um, and don't forget to check her out on Amazon where you can get broken girl, broken dolls and shattered girls. I, I am really a bad pu- a publisher for you. So broken dolls and shattered girls. Also, as we just recently learned, available now where? Oh, yes. It's now available in Walmart. Of all places. Ah, congratulations. <laughs> I I love the cover art for it. Isn't it stunning? Seriously, the illustrator, Eugene Tapulski, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not very good with pronunciation. Um, he's an absolute genius. If you go to his website, um, Eugene Tapulski uh, at DeviantArt, you will be blown away by his covers. He is just incredible i seriously so joey where can we find you on the internet all right so you can find me on twitter at joey couture underscore and you can also find me on youtube with the same name minus the underscore where i do some really fun abridged versions of felicia day's uh twitch streams right now currently doing the Tomb Raider series trying to get that out as fast as possible kind of try to catch up uh, to where she is I always seem to be really lagged behind kind of a thing it's it's kind of like when we show something in the states and then you have to wait six months overseas to see it but hey it works Um, and you can also find me in the the Team Human uh, Facebook community as well and doing all kinds of other side projects that I can't not that I can't not talk about because of like an NDA thing, but they're they're still in their infancy, so it's a matter of pretty much time and how fast it gets done. Cool. And my name is Blair Beverage. You can find me at Blair Beverage at Hoopod and at Webisode Watch or our Webisode Watch. We talk about uh, internet uh, digital new media creators and and we and we uh, highlight their projects and 
and interview them and kind of show you how awesome they all are. Uh, you can find me, Blair Beverage, at pretty much any, any of the other mediums. I am on most of them, and my full name is what I use, and Beverage is spelled B-E-V-E-R-I-D-G-E, not like the drink that is Beverage. <laughs> I have no idea why people pronounce that Beverage. It is improperly spelled. And now I'm going to get hate mail. No, um, and uh, I'm also on a web series, Basic Adventuring 101. You can find that at basicadventuring101.com. It is a web series about LARPing, and uh, the whole purpose of it is to introduce the medium to people who have never LARPed before. So it has got a really cool concept of showing people in-game and out-of-game in their own headcanon, which is awesome. So please check us out. I would like to thank our guest, Erica Ishii, for joining us here today. She has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me. I This was absolutely a pleasure, and I'm honored to be a part of this. Well, we would love to have you back again a little bit later on when we can talk more stuffs. That'd be great. I'd love that. Okay, until next time, guys. Thank you for all listening. Take care. song joey joey i'll just keep saying your name until you hear joey 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 joey